At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, this is Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8-Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! How's it going, everybody? Brian Alvarez here on Wrestling Observer Live. We are here every day, Monday through Friday, noon Pacific, 3 Eastern, Sunday, 3 Pacific, 6 Eastern. Well, it's Thursday on the show, and this is it for me. I'm out of here tomorrow. Actually, you know what? Now that I think about it, I may be on the show tomorrow. I gotta see when my flight leaves. But anyway, I'm heading to LA on Friday for WrestleMania weekend. I arrive at about 4.45 p.m., so after the Supercard of Honor show has already started. I'm gonna see if I can get there. See if I can get out there and attend that show. But if not... I will be going to NXT TakeOver on Saturday. That is confirmed. I'll be going to WrestleMania Night 1 the same day. So I think I'll be watching approximately, I'd say about eight hours of WWE on Saturday. And then I'll be heading out Sunday for Night 2 of WrestleMania. And then I head back. I will not be staying for the Raw after WrestleMania. And you know, it's funny. Raw after WrestleMania used to be a really big show. And then it would become a period where it really wasn't that big a show. And I actually have a feeling that this year's Raw after WrestleMania is going to be a pretty newsworthy show. But I'm not going to be around for it. But I will be watching it from home and we'll review everything here as always. But WWE finally announced the full cards for both nights of WrestleMania. And so we know what the, what the matches are. We still don't know the main event of night one. Obviously, the main event of night two is Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. But we'll give you the full lineup for the shows. Update on Don Callis, who was uh, pretty seriously injured. He's fine, but it was a pretty serious injury that he suffered at the Dynamite show last night. Of course, the Dynamite Report as well. AW All Access debuted. We'll talk about that show and uh, a lot of other news as well. There's a lot to get into here today. Hopefully, we can get through all of it. So stick around, everybody. Back in a moment with more Wrestling Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sembervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Even though he is a despicable, horrible, terrible moose trader, 
want to wish our best to Don Callis, who was injured last night on the AEW show. He uh, was doing a segment backstage with the Blackpool Combat Club, and he tried to get a handshake from John Moxley, and Moxley clobbered him. And in taking the bump, Don was unaware that there was a lighting rig right behind him, and he went headfirst into the lighting rig, and he got gashed open. It was described to me as looking like he was hit with a hatchet, he had a cut from here to about here, straight down. Allegedly, his doctor told him it was so deep you could see his skull. Bleeding everywhere. They took him to the hospital. And uh, and he was there until 3 a.m. And he wasn't there till 3 a.m. because, you know, they were checking him. I mean, they checked him for concussion and everything. He didn't have a concussion. But he was there till 3 a.m. because it took them that long to put his head back together. Are you laughing over there, Mike? Um, no, I'm cringing, honestly. And he's got that big, fat, bald head of his, too. Oh, my God, the staples and the and the stitches. Although, i got to be honest, it can only help his looks. Well, he's, uh, he's back home. Apparently, I guess he's all right. Hopefully, he'll be back on TV soon. And, Guy, I don't know how he didn't get a concussion. I mean, yeah, really. That when thing you... clonked. Oh, my God. See, I heard about it. Because I, I watch everything on the West Coast, and I heard, uh, you know, did, did Don really get hurt? Is the first thing I heard. And then I got a text from somebody there, and it was like, man, this dude got hurt. He gashed himself open. So I knew it happened, but I didn't know any of the circumstances. For all I knew, he might have been wandering around backstage and banged into a lighting lighting rig. So I'm watching it on, on TV, and, and Mox goes to shake his hand, and dude... He gets walloped, and you don't even see him hit the thing. You just see him fall off screen. But then the sound that you hear off screen, and then they cut back to him, and he's like he's on his stomach, and he's like holding his head. And then, you know, this guy's a pro, so he's alive, obviously. But, you know, as soon as he recovers at least to a degree, he immediately turns and just looks straight <laughs> up towards the ceiling, so you just see all this blood pouring down his face. Hey, if you're still breathing, you're still working. When we were when we were kids doing the YWF, we filmed everything, and especially we we're going to do something crazy. It was like make sure you get it on film. Like if I'm going to get killed yes. doing this, at least yes. make sure you get it on film. Yes, that's what happened here. All right, we got uh, both nights of WrestleMania the lineup so far, and I know some people have said, "Ah, it takes so long to tell me what's on both nights." Listen, let's put it this way: it would have been nice if we would have known in advance. But if you've looked at the ticket sales for WrestleMania, with the exception of like 300 people, I mean, the both nights have the exact same number of tickets out. It's like there's a very small number of people who are going to one night or the other. Like if you're going to WrestleMania, you're getting a ticket for both shows. That's what the numbers show us. And uh, so in that case, it's like you knew the Roman Reigns. We all knew the Roman Reigns match was headlining night two. And we knew a couple of others. But now, here's what we know for sure. Night one is Austin Theory versus John Cena in the opener. We don't officially know what the main event is. And for all I know, they may decide the day of the show. But it's, uh, I mean, you've got both the Rhea Ripley-Charlotte Flair match and the Usos against Kevin and Sammy both on night one. And as I've said before, I think that you should end with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. It's the bigger match. It's been built up far longer. It's 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 a far bigger draw 
than Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair. That's nothing against them. I think if you asked them, you know, I'm sure they'd say they want to go on last, but I don't think they're going to tell you that the Sammy and Kevin Owens and Usos and Bloodline story, eh, it's not that big a deal. It's a big one. We also have Becky, Lita, and Trish versus Bailey, Dakota, and EO. Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. Rey Mysterio versus Dominic. Braun, Ricochet, Street Profits, Gable and Otis, and the Viking Raiders four-way. A WrestleMania showcase match. So that is night one. Night two as Roman and Cody. Bianca versus Asuka. Gunther against Drew McIntyre and Sheamus in a triple threat. Edge versus Finn Balor. In uh, Brood versus the Demon, I would presume. Brock Lesnar and Omos and the Women's Showcase with Liv and Raquel, Natty and Shotzi, Ronda Rousey and Shayna, Ronda with her broken arm, and Sonya and Chelsea Green. So that's the two nights of Mania. Well, you know, they treat it like concerts now. You know, Bruce Springsteen is coming to your town for three nights, and he's got so many songs and such a catalog you're not going to get the same stuff each night. You may get one song or a couple of songs for both nights, but, you know, that that's how it goes. And looking at this, night two, much stronger, I think, overall on paper, at least to me it is. But I echo your sentiments, and I think we're all in the majority on this. I think most of, of wrestling you know, fans are in the majority on the fact that how do you not close with Kevin and Sammy against the Usos? Again, unless you're going to do something that's going to impact the next night later, you know, after the main event or so, at some other point, which I think is ridiculous at this point, just let it go. To me, that's got to close the show. It's not only that, but listen, everybody. And I've had a few people say, well, you know, the Royal Rumble winner is guaranteed the main event of WrestleMania. Do they say that? Or do they say the winner of the Royal Rumble is guaranteed a title match at WrestleMania? Because that's what it should be. Because the other way to look at this is, if it's me, if I'm if I'm Rhea Ripley or Charlotte, I mean I don't know. If you, if you really got a big ego, you wanna you wanna finish or whatever, close the show. But but to me, it's like you know that the fans are going to unleash an extraordinary amount of energy. In that Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Usos match, you want to follow that? Yeah, I really. mean, yeah. They, I guess they can put on like some something with Snoop and the Miz or whatever, because they're going to do something with Snoop and the Miz. You can do a buffer or whatever. You bring him down but, with the men's tag. I mean, you know, you can do this bring him down thing and everything like that. But I, I would not want that match to go on earlier and then have to main event the show because you just know you're not going to get that reaction. And that's nothing against them. It's just it's the nature of the WWE audience. I've seen it a thousand times at WrestleMania. I've seen, you know, a match go on last that, you know, doesn't get the crowd reaction of something that went on earlier. And when it's over, everyone says, you know, this match should have closed the show. And most of the time it's like, well, you probably knew that going in that this but there's always the argument, you know, I think um, I've seen it, you know, a few times. It doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. But I think that the strongest match, the match the fans are going to be most passionate about, the match that the fans are the most interested in, I think that match should go on last. And it's not like it's not a title match. It is for the tag team titles. So, And looking at this, you know, they're already saying they're going to open with Cena in theory. So to me, it's like, okay, open with that. Have the, the women's six, you know, the six woman comes next. Ray and Dominic. 
the men's tag in there, then Seth and Logan, then Rhea and Charlotte, and then have the Usos and, and the tag matches the main. To me, that's very simple to, to lay out. That's my, my fantasy booking idea for night one. We'll see what happens. But, you know, it seems logical. So a lot happened last night. We'll do the Dynamite Report later, but the official debut of AEW All Access took place last night. And in general, I thought it was a really good show. My one complaint, and it's not even really, I, I, I hate to say it's a complaint because everybody knew this going in. It should have been patently obvious. They can't talk about anything involving CM Punk. They can't even say that the Young Bucks were suspended. Literally, if you have, if somehow you don't know what happened here, you turn on the show and they show the thing where Tony Khan said, because of, uh, you know, I, I regret, I can't remember what he said, but essentially he said, you know, they had, we have to strip them of the titles. And then they're just coming back. And, like, if you don't know what happened, it's like, well, what happened? I mean... Did they fail a drug test? Like, you don't know anything. And they can't talk about it. So, so you know, all, literally all we got out of Matt was, I don't ever want to talk about it. And then it's just the story of their attempted return, trying to get back into the ring, trying to fight their way back to ring shape. And it's just a giant mystery. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also WrestlingObserver.com. Regarding our debate yesterday, Mike, Mm-hmm. There really was not a lot of drama here on the show. But they did address the Britt Baker-Thunder Rosa thing, which I thought was interesting because 
you know, obviously Thunder Rose has fans, and they don't like Britt Baker. And obviously Britt Baker has fans as well. But I couldn't help but notice that with all of the fan drama regarding Britt Baker, it was always directed entirely at Britt Baker. But if you watched the show, every woman on this show was upset with Thunder Rosa. Soraya was upset with Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker was upset with Thunder Rosa. Um, Jamie Hayter was upset with Thunder Rosa. Tony Storm was Tony upset. Storm. They were all saying the exact same thing. And the, the point of it wasn't really to bury Thunder Rosa. I mean, they were burying her and everything like that. But the, the, the story behind the show was, was more about these women are all working hard. They're working injured. They're, they're trying to make this division something. And thus, they were upset that Thunder Rosa was not coming to work, in their words. And they also had the scene where, you know, Britt Baker's getting shot up with whatever their cortisone or whatever. They're shooting her up because, you know, she has a back injury, and she's had a back injury for a long time. She wrestled as champion for like four months with a broken wrist. And so, yeah, if you want to get angry at Britt Baker, you can. Or, you know, you can look at what Britt Baker was dealing with and what she was thinking about when, you know, Thunder Rosa, in her words, is like, I'm not coming to work, but I'm flying all over the country doing seminars and et cetera. So that's what they addressed on the show. And really, it was only for, like, maybe a minute. And, you know, the rest of it was, you know, everyone's dealing with this or that. Adam Cole. It, really, the show, it seems to me, is a, is a vehicle to get over the comeback of Adam Cole. Because that was the whole point of this episode. He's been gone. They acknowledged that he was out with two concussions in three weeks. Although they didn't acknowledge a lot of other stuff, like... You know, Kyle O'Reilly is mysteriously gone. He had a mysterious surgery. We don't know anything about it. We don't know anything on his status. We just know it happened. But they tell us everything about Adam Cole and all the things he's trying to do to return. And the big climax of the show is he he really wants to come back for full gear. And he goes to the doctor, and the doctor basically tells him, ain't going to happen, brother. And so now he has to get in the car and, you know deal with the fact that maybe I can come back someday, maybe I can't. I really want to come back now, but realistically, if I come back now, I may have to start over at, at day one. I may never be able to wrestle again. And so that's kind of your cliffhanger going to the second episode. Although they spoiled it by previewing the next episode and he's back. But uh, I thought overall it was uh, it was a very good show, especially if you know what's happening. Like, if you, if you don't know what's happening, you review the show and you hate it because you don't know what's happening, well... There's a lot of stuff they didn't tell you. But if you do know what was happening, it was a good show. I only saw little parts of it, so I don't want to judge it in its entirety. But I just, going back to the women, you know, I know you were talking about a lot of the uh, heat that Britt Baker was taking online. And I wonder if part of that is the fact that she gets pushback as a character and has gotten, especially during that time too, was getting pushback as a character that she sucks all the air out of the room. And a lot of it, not her fault. They can't get anybody over, but her, that sort of thing. I, I think maybe that mixes into it somewhat too, with what you're remembering, but also too, you got to remember a lot of people really didn't know what was going on and didn't know how much back they're finding it out now 
you know, and why was the women's division messy for so long? I mean, obviously the people listening to this show, you know, were, were generally aware of it, but I don't know how many fans really know because unless they were listening to Thunder Rosa on Busted Open, which, I mean, what's the reach of Sirius XM? You know, I love it. I love us, but you know, you know, what was the reach of that to the general AEW fan or to the person even on Twitter? You, you know what I mean? So I think there was so much during that time going on with those women and backbiting and was, you know, injuries and all that sort of stuff. A lot of people were reacting to what they thought they knew, but actually had no idea. And I think a, a Brit. It's like the starting quarterback on a team for right now until they establish more stars. Like anything that happens in that women's division, good or bad, it's going to be on Britt Baker. Like, you know, she is the lightning rod for everything, and she's got big, strong shoulders. I was going to say a strong back, but unfortunately, she doesn't. Of all the injuries she has had since she started, now we find out about her back, and it's like, you know, it, it's too bad. But, you know, she is really the face of that division. In an interview, she said, unfortunately, my back is getting worse. Now it's a neck and a back problem. It's manageable. I'm tough. I will always find ways to work. My championship reign was with a broken wrist. I'll figure that out one way or the other. You've got to work around it sometimes, maybe trick your body into thinking, ah, it doesn't really hurt that bad. Stand by everything I said because I still have the same questions. You're traveling all over the place for other projects, but you're not coming to work when you are the champion. This is regarding Thunder Rosa. Uh, this was an interview that she gave... Uh, uh, recently, to slam wrestling. I want to know why. I'm just asking the question because I'm very passionate, very protective of AEW. Anybody can call me a bully, but I stand by that, and that question still has not been answered to this day. People like Adam Cole would have killed to be able to come back to work, but he can't travel. It's not like he was going in and doing a signing or a convention or a seminar. They're not coming to work, and he wasn't even able to leave the house. You know, I, one of the big things on the show was, you know, Adam Cole wanted to come back, and she was very protective and would not let him come back. But what did not happen was nobody was very protective of Britt Baker because a broken wrist, dude, that you're working on, she's a dentist. Like Somebody should have said, bro, don't do anything until your wrist is healed. You want a broken wrist? Like, deal with a broken wrist for the rest of your life as a dental hygienist? Or... So you're already, you get the earlier arthritis. Come yeah, on. I mean, man, let that thing heal, dude. <laughs> hey, look, that's and that's actually a great point here, too. Because, you know, I don't know if my kid has got eyeballs on wrestling, but I know there's a lot of people who listen and watch this stuff that want to get into the business. And you hear it over and over again where, you know, make sure you go to school. Make sure you, you got something to fall back on. It's a great example. This woman is 31 years old. And to be honest, you look, if she wants to have a family, you know, you want to be able to, like, carry your kid to term, you know, with, with a good back and, like, be able to bend over and play with them. It goes for both members of that family. And she's only 31 years old, and she's got her career outside of this in case she needs it. And this is a great, one of the highest shining examples of make sure you got something to fall back on as you get into the wrestling business. Not everybody is Nick Wayne or Billy Starks, but you know what? They're going to school, too. Well, they're finishing high school. I don't know what's going to yeah, happen but after look, that. Yeah, but they're being forced to, you know, 
take this stuff seriously and make sure you have something to fall back on and make sure you have a direction, you know, because again, they're very lucky for their positions that they're in. Not everybody's going to be that lucky, but everybody will look at them as the example of, you know, I can do that because I'm sure there's a 15 or a 16 year old kid right now going, I want to be in this business, you know, and I know I can get in, I can do this, I can do that. But you know what? Don't forget about what these old people say and these old wrestlers say about making sure you got something. April 5th, Dynamite as the Guns and FTR title versus Career. Jamie Hayter versus Riho. Ricky Starks, Juice Robinson. Blackpool Combat Club will speak with the uh, newly turned Brian Danielson. And MJF Day. I'm sure that's going to go well for that guy. And speaking of, Tony Khan did an interview. And he said he considered the idea. This was the LA Times. He considered the idea of going babyface with MJF. But he said ultimately he feels AEW is at its best when MJF is at his worst. He said, I listened to the fans. When the reactions were so massive, I do at least think about making him a good guy. But MJF is the world's best young pro wrestler, one of the best wrestling heels of any age I've ever seen. I think his ability to antagonize the other wrestlers in the crowd is unparalleled. AEW is at his strongest when MJF is at his worst as a villain. Now, I would argue this because... You did. And I, I did argue it, and I'm going to tell you why I'm arguing it again. Oh, here we go. Okay. Let's fight. We don't know if he is at his best as a villain because they didn't try. There was a short period where the fans organically got totally behind this guy to the point where they had to do pre-tapes where he would bury the crowd to make sure that they might boo him during the show. And that was the closest that we got. Like, as soon as it was time to shoot the angle, he was right back being a heel again. And here's the thing, everybody, and this is why I mention this now again, not just because Tony said it. This weekend is WrestleMania. And one of the biggest matches on the show is is uh, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus the Usos for the tag team titles. The biggest match they've had so far this year was Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns at Montreal. That match and the finish of that match was painfully debated before and after. And do you realize that none of that was supposed to happen? And the reason we had Montreal, the reason we've got this match coming up at WrestleMania, the reason for all of this is because they had a like two to three week plan for Sami Zayn and it got over organically, and they went with it. To the point where now the big argument on the board is Dave offhandedly the other day mentioned on Observer Radio goes, you know, Sammy's a bigger star than uh, anybody else in the promotion. And people were like, bigger than Cody? And so they're arguing back and forth. But the fact that that's even a talking point is because they had a plan, Sammy started to get over, they went with it, and he became a massive, massive babyface. We don't know if that could have happened with MJF because they didn't go with it. Back in a moment, Observer Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. And the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. We're going to do Dynamite, but something's up with Kotobushi. He did a tweet, which when you translate it, appears to say that he re-injured his injured shoulder. And uh, he's got a match with Mike Bailey. I think, is it tonight or is it tomorrow? Uh, tomorrow, 4 o'clock. All right. Eastern. The, the last I heard is that the match is still on, but... I guess we'll find out. I'm a liar. It is today. I'm sorry. It is today. Well, I guess we'll find out what's going on tonight, if he does the match or not. Hmm. I mean, it's it's three Eastern, so like, is he doing the match or not? That's It'll kind of the, the question. Event. you got about two more hours. If they may, Look, here's the one thing. If they have to scramble to find somebody, this is a good weekend to try to pick somebody up and call them and say, hey, can you show up at the show? So... Man, yeah, I'm not sure how much more. How much more does he have scheduled for this weekend? Is he scheduled to face who? Joe? Is it on uh, Joey Janela's show? Joey Janela. Well? So, yeah. So then there's that on either Friday or Saturday. I have to see when that is. So, yeah, not not good if that's the the case. But you know, sometimes translations, uh, DJ said it earlier in the chat, and he's exactly right. Sometimes Google Translate can be a little bit flaky, and sometimes Kotobushi can be a little bit flaky. So we'll see if this isn't just something that is uh, uh, blown up a little bit, and it's uh, only mild drama. All right, so the Dynamite Show up with Matt Hardy and Jungle Boy, which was a fun match, and we had the return of Hook. To help out Jungle Boy, as Ethan Page was distracting, he brawled at the back with him to set up their upcoming match. And then Jungle Boy ended up hitting his new finisher, which is kind of like a hidden blade. Kind of goes the other way, back of the head. And he got the win. And then afterwards, MGF came out. And they had a long interview segment back and forth. And the gist of it is that uh, MGF was very upset at Jungle Boy for saying he had an easy road to the top. Said he didn't said that he'd done everything he had to do, and they had had a match in 2020, double or nothing, and he'd given Jungle Boy some advice. And Jungle Boy said, yes, the advice was, nice guys always finish last. And MGF said, yes, 
and you were a nice guy, and you hung out with all these geeks, and here you are. I'm the best wrestler in the world, AW champion. You're just the Jungle Boy still. And so Jungle said, you know, if I have to take my time and get to the top the right way, I would rather do that than to stab people in the back and end up the biggest jerk in all of AEW. And so MJF said, you're a massive disappointment. I talked to your girlfriend, Anna Jay. She says you're weak between the legs. So they get a big brawl. Jungle Boy stomps a mud hole in him, hits a lariat, MJF bails. And uh, good segment. It went a long time, though. I think he could have yeah. done this seg- same segment in less time, uh, especially because Jungle Boy, he's not a bad interview, but he's not like good enough where you can go 20 minutes and you're going to keep the fans engaged. When a guy's getting yes chance, when the Jungle Boy's getting yes chance, to me, the segment went on too long. You know, one of, for one of my counterpoints for something you said in the last segment about MJF and making him a babyface, in, in my point of view, you can make more babyfaces with him, and I thought last night he did. That was some of the best MJF on the microphone when it comes to putting over Jungle Boy, especially because Jungle Boy can't go out there and cut that 20-minute pro- promo, and I thought he did a great Ric Flair-esque job in making sure he was putting him over on top of insulting him and then really getting in the MJF dig at the end. We had Marvez interviewing Callis. Callis is like, he's trying to explain to Kenny that this was all a misunderstanding. And he might be getting through to him, but then he does a line, you know me, right? And as soon as he says that, Callis is like, yeah, this guy is despicable, horrible, awful, Manitoba moose trader, whatever you call him. And so then Don realizes, maybe I shouldn't have said that. And he goes, ah, that's fair. But anyway, it was an accident. I slipped. He goes, I'm going to go tell Hangman right now. I'm going to apologize. Off he goes to his doom, as it turns out. And he claimed Jericho Appreciation Society. They're out in the town. Jericho Appreciation Society trying to recruit the acclaimed. And they're going to get an answer next week, and I don't like their chances. Dalton Castle and the boys versus the Blackpool Combat Club. Blackpool Combat Club destroyed them, massacred them, left them for dead, and left. Hangman's doing a promo. So we got a real injury with Matt, which is a, a biceps injury. And we have a fake injury with Nick, which is a separated shoulder. And he says, hopefully they'll heal. And Callus shows up. He tries to give a handshake. And before Hangman can consider it, the BCC shows up again. They kill the Hangman. Don's just standing there with his hand outstretched the entire time. And then Hangman's Hangman's dead, so he's like, ah, I get a handshake from Moxley. Moxley kills him. He's dead. Gashed open. Kenny Omega, Jeff Cobb, IWGP US title. You know what you're going to get with Kenny Omega? A great match. And not always the same match. This match was totally different from last week, and it was totally great in a completely different way. Jeff Cobb looked awesome. He did a, a running, delayed, spinning brain buster at one point. V-trigger of his own, tried the one-winged angel. Kenny finally hit the V-trigger and somehow got this guy up, hit the one-winged angel, and pinned him. And then the BCC, they show up again, and they start stomping a mud hole in Kenny. And then Danielson's music hits, at first, the fans go quiet because they're like, what? They don't even think he's actually there. But then he comes out, and they go nuts. And then he gets in the ring, and he's he's backing up the hangman. And, you know, he's kind of looking at the hangman, and the fans are like, no, don't turn. But then he turned, and they cheered. He's horrible fans. He killed him. 
Yes, Locke smothered him to death. So, yes, all of the Blackpool Combat Club, including Daniel Bryan, are now heels. And, you know, there was a lot of debate about, well, wasn't Bryan always a heel? Here's the deal with the Blackpool Combat Club. They were, this is my interpretation, I can't say, you know, this is fact or anything, but they've always, for a while, they were always baby faces. But they're baby, they're like Steve Austin baby faces. Like, they don't care. You, you put them in the ring, they're going to kill you. It's a fight club. And even even Brian's character was like, you know, he's a he's a, a spiritual man. He's meditating. He's kind. He, he doesn't want to hurt anything. But when the bell rings, like, run. That was always his character. Well, now his character is, whether the bell rings or not, you better run. That's the heel turn of this Brian Danielson character. He's a he's a bad guy beating up that poor hangman. Ass Boys did a promo talking about next week. Top guys out next week, they say, because it's title versus career. Butcher and Orange Cassidy, international title. You know who's great? Orange Cassidy and the Butcher. I thought they had a very, very good match. There was a lot of interference by the Blade, and so uh, finally he ends up hitting Orange with a crowbar. Butcher hits a choke breaker. Everyone thinks it's over, but Orange kicks out. Best friends run down. They're taking out the blade. One of them clonks the Butcher with the crowbar. He gets his just desserts. Orange hits the orange punch, pins him. Very good match. Orange still the champion. Remember I was ranting about Jade Cargill? Mm-hmm. Well, this week she was gotten to. This week she was selling. This week she was angry. She's very angry at this Taya Valkyrie. Doesn't like her. Wants to get rid of her. And then Mark Sterling says, Taya, if you use the Jaded on Friday, that's it. We're suing. This is a much-needed promo here. We had Willow and Ruby, which, uh, man, I thought this was a hit because these fans love Willow Nightingale. They were so into this match. And granted, you had tons of interference. Like, the heels interfered 50 times. No friends out for poor Willow. And finally, there's another distraction. Ruby rolls her up and pins her. And then, finally, I don't know what they were doing. Uh, Riho and Sky Blue run out. They start to make the save, but they get killed because it's three on two. And finally, they hit Jamie Hayter's music. And this place, un- they just they went nuts. And she comes down to the ring, and she's killing blokes. One on three. She takes out all of the heels single-handedly. The fans are going nuts for this comeback. And then she stands triumphant there at the end. Overall, I thought that was a real good segment. And it was in the death spot. So we'll see how it ends up doing on TV. But uh, they're into the baby faces here. I'll give them that much. Adam Cole, his return match against Daniel Garcia. There was a, a spot early where they were on two different pages. But once they got past that, I thought this turned into a really good match. I thought they they did a good job telling the story. You know, Daniel Garcia keeps dropping him on his head, like with a, a pile driver and then a, a cross-arm pile driver. But, man, was he making sure this guy didn't really land on his head, which is what you're supposed to do. And so Cole escapes this. He escapes that. Finally hits the Panama Sunrise, hits the boom, gets the pin, Everybody's cheering. They're dropping confetti from the sky. Out comes Britt Baker. They hug. They kiss. Everyone's so happy. And then Jericho's music hits. And he comes down to the ring, and he checks on Garcia, 
and he pulls his man out of the ring, and he starts to help him to the back, but, man, he's angry. And then he just turns and he looks at this Adam Cole. So Chris Jericho and Adam Cole, probably going to be the pay-per-view match. Probably going to be great. I like this feud. Give Adam Cole a big win as he works his way up this long ladder. And uh, I liked it. It was a good show. And not only that, who would you rather work with coming back from injuries? I mean, there's a lot of talent in AEW. A lot of guys do a lot of crazy things. But if I'm coming back from the type of injuries that Adam Cole is coming back from, give me the old pro, please. You know what I mean? You know, Chris Jericho is not going to do any, you know, 720 moonsaults on top of your head or whatever. So that's going to be good for him. The acclaimed and Billy Gunn. The talk about FTR and all that stuff with the guns and, and the belts and are they better off and all that sort of stuff. The acclaimed against Matt Menard and, and Parker with Billy Gunn and Jake Hager squaring off in, in in purple hats, like you didn't need belts for that. And I think this is where the acclaimed are really valuable. And this is where Menard and Parker are probably going to show themselves to be really, really valuable too because Yes, is it undercard, mid-card fill on a show? Yes, it is. But it provides you that comic relief that you need. So I'm actually looking forward to those, you know, crews going at it. And the match with Jeff Cobb and Kenny Omega, Jeff Cobb is such an enigma. And I know it's probably because of his situation where he wants to work for both New Japan and in other places. But damn, you know, if I ran a promotion, I would try to make Jeff Cobb full-time and... I would do a lot more with him. Every time we see him in AEW, just, you know, the nature of the beast, he's usually losing, you know, and they don't have much for him right now in New Japan. So, you know, it's always a little bit tough. So talk about a guy that's better to see on the indies. Jeff Cobb shows up. Watch him. Do you remember when uh, Steve Austin was feuding with Vince McMahon and it was a big hit? Some of you youngsters might remember this feud. And the story was it was the common man against his boss. And you as a viewer, if you didn't like your boss, man, you could watch that show and you could just watch Steve Austin give the boss a stunner every weekend. Very good. No matter what happened, every week yeah. your boss was going to get a stunner. Mm -hmm. Well, Rey Mysterio did an interview on the Jason show. And Rey Mysterio said, I am not making this up. The beating that I give my son is dedicated to all those fathers that are putting up with their kids like I am. You hear that, Ave? What? <laughs> what? Back in a moment, Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. Mike Sempervivi, also of WrestlingObserver.com. Well, out of the NXT show due on Tuesday, everybody. Well... I don't know. Here we go. 620,000 viewers. Best audience for the show since February 14, 18 to 49, 11th on cable, point one six, which is pretty good. Second highest rating of the year in that category. NBA game went head-to-head. -head. NXT ratings up in every demo from last week. Females 12 to 34 up 133%. Wow. Compared to the same week in 2022, they were up 
0.3% in total viewers and 14% in 18 and 49. This show's this show's on the rise, everybody. NXT is on the rise. To the moon! So I am very excited to go to uh, that show on Saturday. Both what shows on Saturday. What happened to that guy? He's, uh, he's waiting to debut. Mm. It'll, it'll probably be Monday, quite frankly. Where's Shinsuke? Dude, I don't know. What's, Nakamura's probably got some mystery injury. You know? Carrying Muda, his back's probably thrashed. Well, he's carrying Boogs for so long, too. Hey, listen, guys. If you do not see the actual final match of the great Muda, including the post-match with Chono, bro, this was the greatest thing I ever saw in my life. <laughs> I never had so much fun watching a retirement match as I did with that great Muda match. And the funny thing is, when Dave was reviewing it, he's talking about how oh, it was very emotional and, you know, Muda was very emotional. I didn't see any of that. I saw a guy that was like, ah, who cares? I'm done. I'm going to go out there and have some fun. And then have this, this comedy thing with Chono here at the end. I loved it. Go find it, everybody. It's great. And we're out of here. I'll talk to you at some point, everybody. Have a good WrestleMania week. We'll talk to you again after a while. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA.